Is your house blessed? I said, is your house blessed? Woo! The blessing of Obadidim. Say, the blessing of Obadidim is mine as well. Hallelujah. So the words of the Lord says in Proverbs 10, 22, that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. You guys know that verse. We go over this quite often. The blessing of the Lord, it makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord causes you to be fruitful and to multiply even, even against opposition. Hmm. Hence what just happened. The blessing of the Lord causes you to be fruitful and multiply in spite of even against the opposition. The blessing of the Lord gives you strength. It gives you peace even when you thought it was over those days that you used to think it was over that was. The blessing of the Lord causes you to be blessed with every spiritual blessing. He supplies your every need. Your offspring will reap the benefits of the blessing of God in your life, and you shall live long and be satisfied. What a promise. What a promise. Ephesians 3.20, the word of the Lord says, Now unto him, means all of us that are blood-bought, Holy Ghost filled, tongue talking Christians that believe the word of the Lord, that stand firm on it. Unto him, say it's unto me, this is for me. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. According to the power of God that works in us. According to the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us, church. Unto him be praise. Unto him be glory. Unto him be all, all glory, all praise, and all honor. So unto us, he says, he says I want to give you an exceedingly abundantly above a kind of a blessing. It's for us. Say, it's for me. And it's more than I can even think or even ask. According to his word. According to his word. Hallelujah. Psalm 119 verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Who seek him with their whole heart. That's the key church. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Psalm 119 verse 2. It says blessed are those who keep his testimonies. And who seek him with their whole heart. I want to tell you something. You know the reason that the enemy is so threatened by us. There, it's not just the word that was spoken that, that about the, the double doors being opened and about the, the increase that he is doing here. It's not just the generality. But let me tell you some specifics. The Lord laid it upon someone's heart to give someone from this church $20,000 as a gift. It wasn't a loan. So, devil... You can just take that and you can throw yourself on the floor and you can just have your own little pity party because we don't care. Another member texted me and she said that she was given $545. It was a reimbursement check. Again, completely unexpected. Would you be happy if you received a $545 unexpected reimbursement check? Absolutely. Amen. Another testimony of this week. Someone received $4,500. Again, completely unexpected. You know, it's so funny because these are all financial blessings. The financial blessings of the Lord are pouring out in this church. They have really been pouring out. 
You know, when a, when a prophet speaks, it's done. It's done. When, when a prophet speaks a word of the Lord that's literally from the Lord, for those that have ears to hear and a willingness to come in agreement with what was spoken, it'll be yours. Somebody else received a free gift, completely paid for trip to Greece for like four days. Yeah, an all-expense paid trip to Greece. Thank you, Jesus. And as I've spoken before, 11 people from my team have received new cars since this word was spoken. So far, that's, all we, that's what we know about. But this is just from our team, not even the whole church. And then I've shared with you some debt cancellation testimonies. Well, we had another one this week. Another, I'm telling you, people are emailing me, they're getting a hold of me, and they're saying, oh my gosh, this is what's happened to me now. So this word was spoken a year ago, about a year ago. We have seen so many people blessed, so many people increase, healings have increased, deliverances have increased, authority has increased, children and, and being restored, you know, their minds and relationships, yeah, they've, it's increased, and we're so grateful. And now the financial blessing aspect of it is also increasing with a huge bang. I mean, it's been huge. It's been great. But, you know, two weeks ago, so that was a year ago that it was, it was spoken. But two weeks ago, the Lord said the double doors blessing have been opened, and you're in a season of celebrating. And I believe that what the Lord was saying was this blessing was being expanded to the whole, to the church, to the house of glory. And those that come, even if you come just sometimes, but, but all these things I've shared with you are people on my team. But I believe that they're now, when those doors opened in the way that they did, and the Lord spoke specifically, such a now word, I heard it in my spirit. Like there was a natural thing that happened. It wasn't really natural. It was supernatural. But I'm saying in the natural, we saw those doors swing open. No one, no one uh, was praying for this individual. And she went flying. She was all by herself. But the Holy Spirit just. And as I looked over, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, is she okay? And the second thought was, the second thought I heard the Lord immediately. I think my mama's heart kicked in first. <laughs> is she okay? Did she bang her head? And then immediately I heard the voice of the Lord. Double doors of blessing opened up for this church. It's time to celebrate. See, we could have just been, oh, wow, what a Holy Ghost time. Oh, no, far more than that. You have to hear the word of the Lord and know when he is speaking and know what he is saying. And that moment, at that moment, the blessing went from the team to the church. It's like God is giving you an opportunity to jump into what God is doing right now. So don't miss this corporate blessing. Amen. Because Obadiah valued the ark of God, which was a picture of Jesus, God blessed him with many sons that were men of great ability, and they were men with strength for the work. There's a story of a man named Obadiah. It's not a whole lot, you know, there's not a lot of scriptures that refer and talk to about him. But the ones that are there are very powerful. 2 Samuel 6 and 11, it says this. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidim, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidim and all his household. Now there's another scripture. I'll just read it to you because I want you to stay right here. In First Chronicles, 
and basically it's a cross-reference. You can write this down, 1 Chronicles 13, 14. And it says that the ark of God remained with, with the family of Obedidim in his house for three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obedidim and all that he had. Say the, the blessings and the promises of God are yes in him and amen in him. And they're mine. They're mine. They're yours. They're ours. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. When you remain in the secret place, you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidim. The presence of God remained in the house of Obedidim for three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidim and all his household. And in First Chronicles, it says, and all that he had, lest you were not sure. Does that mean everybody? Yes. So Obedidim means servant of God. He served, church. It means he worked. Obedidim means a servant of God. What are we to be? Servants of God, right? He served. He worked in the house of the Lord. Matthew 20, verse 26 says, whoever desires to become great among you, let him serve. And Jesus said, I am amongst you as one who serves. So he was a Levite, a Gittite, who kept the ark after Ezra was slain for touching the ark while it was being taken to Jerusalem. Do you guys remember that story? He was a Levite and he was a Gittite. A Levite. Means this: they, He was a member of the tribe of Levi, and he assisted the priests in worship. The Gittite, meaning that he was a worshiper, a minstrel. But when you do the, when you do a word study on on the word Gittite, it means it first means this: It means the treading out of the grapes, or like a wine press. But when you continue to do the study of this word and you get to the very root of this word, it means that which results in worship or praise. It means a minstrel. Yeah, amen, right? So the very area, say, the very area you trample upon, remember the wine press? The very area you trample upon, you destroy, will result in your worship. And praise unto El Nisi, the Lord, our banner. He is the Lord, our banner, who causes us to be victorious over our enemies. When you trample upon snakes and scorpions, instead of allowing them to literally attack you and then not do anything about it, when you trample upon snakes and scorpions, it's like you're in the wine press saying, no, you don't, devil. I see your work, and your work will fall to the ground, and it will bear no fruit. And that authority rises up within you as a worship unto the king, which is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, who literally gives us the authority to destroy the chaos that tries to come against children of God. This is who this man was. Obedidim, the Gittite. Names have meanings. And it's important that we know what they mean. Because when you know what they mean, your faith will rise to the level of walking them out. I could have just said he was a Gittite, and that would have meant absolutely nothing to most people in this room.
But when you get to the root of things, that's when you bring healing. It's true in prayer. It's true in life. When you get to the root of things, that's when you get deliverance. When you get to the root of things, that's where you get the healing and the restoration. When you get to the root, get to the root. Say, I'm getting to the root. Because we're not here to play church. We're here to get to the root. Right? So Obadidim, just like Gideon, by the way, he first had to go through the wine press. He had to go through the wine press. Gideon's life, treading wheat in the wine press until the worshiper arose. And you know the worshiper arose. So maybe you're still treading wheat in the wine press, but just know that the worshiper will rise. It's time for the worshiper to arise. You'll still have to tread that. You'll still have to trample and tread upon snakes and scorpions. Just let your worship rise. Just let your praise rise. Put on the garments of praise. Don't be walking around with the sackcloth and the ashes when you've been given robes of righteousness. So Obadiah was a servant of God and he worked. He worked and he went through the wine press. He went, to the, he went through the squeezing and he became a worshiper. Blessed. He was blessed following, following the pressing. Don't forget that part. Don't forget that part. But you know, David, David was afraid of the ark. He was afraid of the ark after, after he saw what happened. And he saw that man die. That's, that's why the ark was in Obadiah's house. Because David was afraid. There are some people that are so afraid of what you carry. And they're so afraid of what you carry. That's why they ridicule you. They cannot carry what they don't understand. That's why we need to make things plain so you understand what you have, so you carry it to its fullest. There are people that do not understand what you carry. They don't understand why you would be in a church service that lasts for hours after hours. They don't understand why you would do that, not even just once a week, but you would do it again twice a week, and you would do it so faithfully. They don't understand why would you give up your Saturday night? Why would you start? We started today at 5.30, by the way. For the, Some of you are like, doesn't the service start at 6 o'clock? The service starts when the Holy Spirit says go, and it doesn't end until the Holy Spirit says okay. And we live by that. And we don't do that once a week, but we do it twice a week because that's what we have permission to get in this building for so far. So far. <laughs> so far. But people are literally, they, they do not understand why you would go to a service and then you would do such for you know, twice a week. And these services are so long. You know, why would you do this? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. They can't understand it. They push away. David pushed away. We didn't understand. But he pushed away a blessing. David pushed away. He shunned. He thought he could go another way. But he literally excluded himself from the very blessing that God was going to pour out in the house that would, would literally host the presence of God. So others are afraid of what you're benefiting from. You are benefiting. You are benefiting from the spirit of God. 
You are benefiting from the power and the out, outpouring of his spirit. You're being changed. Others don't understand your passion for Jesus because really, honestly, they're afraid of it. There are people that are very afraid, but your life is a tangible representation of the life of Jesus that is literally just being exuded out from you because you're hungry for more and you press into the more. These corporate gatherings, they're holy. These are corporate gatherings and they are holy because God is holy. Let them be talking. Let them be shunning you. Let, let them, don't, don't even worry about it. We're lovesick lovers of Jesus and we're not ashamed to say it. Yes, we want to spend our whole Saturday night in the presence of the king. What else would we do with our time? What else? There is nothing else when you've tasted and you've seen how good he is. There is nothing else that we could do that would even satisfy us because you literally go to a whole nother level. You start having filet mignon, trust me, you don't want hamburger. But let me tell you something. Let them not, let them, let them, it's okay. But wait till they see where we're going. Wait till they see what the Lord is continually doing. Wait till they see. You think that we have some radical testimonies? We have not even begun to see what God is, has in store for those who love him. For those who are called by his name. We haven't even begun to see. We haven't even begun to taste. We haven't even begun to experience. That's how great it is. That's how incredible. That's how, that's how just in awe we are of him. But you can't have any of you. You have to, have com you, you have to be completely sold out. You, you cannot, there cannot be any mixture. And there's many of you that are all in. And there's some that are not. And you can't have mixture and think you're going to partake of what God is going to pour out corporately. That's why I continue to sound the alarm because I don't want you to miss it. God doesn't want you to miss it. He doesn't want you to miss it. Any form of flesh has to go, all of it. It's not serving you well and it doesn't serve the Lord well. But God wants to do a corporate move and I'm telling you right now, he is saying, I want you all to receive. Everyone in the house of Obadidim received this blessing. So much so that it was evident, and David's like, his house is being blessed. I need to go get that ark. I need to go get that ark and put it in my house. Because there's something that's happening over there that's not happening over here. And don't you think for a moment that there are others that call themselves by the name of Christians and say, well, what's happening over there is not happening over here in my house. What is happening over there? What is it? How come I can't have? Well, you need to strip yourself of all self. And you needed to walk in the spirit of the living God. You need to recognize all of him and none of you. Because God wants to pour this out to all of his children. But you know there needs to be a level of maturity. And God continues to, to give us more. More maturity. He continues. He'll continue to give you more, more discernment. He continues to give us more. He sees your heart. He loves your heart. You show up 
like Obed-Edom, a servant, faithfully serving in the house of God. What's happened to you? Her heart is just so being torn in a good way for Jesus. Like, I just, I just want all of Jesus. I just need more. I just need more. I just need more. You know, the hungry know where to go to find Jesus. Right? The hungry. You know, those that are broken, those that have been so destroyed, defeated by the world's ways, they know when they smell fresh water. It's fresh water and it's flowing. Like rivers of living water and it's flowing out of us. And it's flowing. And it's flowing out of you. He loves you. But he's, he's also pleased with you. You know, when we know that the Lord is pleased with us, when we know that the Lord is proud of us, causes you to just stand up straight, straighter and taller. It's like those that had fathers that would speak that blessing over them. There was not anything you feel like you can't do because your father speaks such a blessing over you. Well, our heavenly father speaks that blessing over us. The heavenly father, he speaks that blessing all the time throughout his word. So regardless of what kind of natural father you had, you have a heavenly father that is so for you and not against you. So again, 2 Samuel 6, 11, the ark of the Lord remained. The ark of the Lord, which is the presence of God, remains in us. The spirit of God, he remains in us. See, we're reading in the, in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the ark of the Lord, it's the presence of God. And the presence of God lives on the inside of every believer. But every believer could have more or less, depending on what they're yielded to, depending on what they're willing to have. It says, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the, the, uh, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom. King David, do you know what's happening over there? Do you know what you're missing out on, King David? Do you know? Look at the house of Obadiah and everything that belongs to him. He's being blessed. And you want to know why? Because of the ark of God. Because of the presence of the Lord. That's why you're being blessed. Because you welcome the presence of the Lord. That's why you're being blessed. Because you're not trying to rationalize and, and say, well, you know, can't we, couldn't we have done that service in an hour and a half? Why do we have to go so long? Why is it that everybody has to get prayed for? Why is it that we have to sit there and just wait for everybody else? Can't they do that after the message? No. You're getting blessed when they're getting blessed if you have the eyes to see it. You're getting healed when they're getting healed if you have eyes to see it. Your, your authority is growing if you have eyes to see what God is doing. And it's not just a little temporary fix, by the way. The best food is the food that's marinated. Right? The best food. You try to make a quick meal, all right, all right, praise God. But the best food is the food that takes a little more time. That actually goes through a process of being marinated, right? Has to be saturated with certain flavors, right? Okay, so now it was told David, verse 12, King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obedidim and all that belongs to him because the ark of God. 
So David went, and he, good move, good choice, David. He went and he brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadidim to the city of David with gladness. He learned something. The city with gladness. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And so the, the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Every one of you. All of them. Your lives. Every one of you. The blessing of the Lord. And Psalm 84.4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house, for they will yet be praising you. If, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn. It's Psalm 84.4. Blessed are those who dwell in the house of God. Blessed are, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will yet be praising you. We're blessed. And what happens when you're blessed? You just praise them all the more. What happens when you're squeezed? You should just praise them all the more. See, before when you were squeezed, we squeezed something else maybe used to come out. I don't know. Just kind of just thinking, you know, <laughs> before when you were squeezed, right? Maybe fear, maybe, maybe agitation, maybe, maybe resistance, maybe depression. Before, say before, when I was squeezed, the flesh came out. But now when I'm squeezed, praise is upon my tongue. Because God's done something, and he is continually doing something. And he's saying, I'm molding you. I'm literally molding you, fashioning you to be more than you were yesterday, to be stronger in him. Amen? So your house shall be called a house of praise and a house of prayer. Say, my house shall be a house of praise and prayer. My house shall be a house of praise and prayer. My house, that's you, your body, your life, shall be a house of praise and prayer. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed. Even when you haven't seen, but yet you have believed, the Bible says you're blessed. You don't need to see to believe and to be blessed. You just need to believe and know that you're already blessed, and you are, and you will be. So the blessing on this house is pouring out on your houses in the tangible sense and in every way, spiritually but also physically. It's being poured out because that whomever you associate with, you start to be like, right? You start to receive from that individual and you're going to walk, you sound like, you know, Christ-like. We should be all sounding and looking and talking, right? Like Jesus Christ, Christian, Christ-like. The more that you're in the word, the more you look like, sound like, act like, Jesus, he's influencing you. His word is. Same is true with people in your life, right? So the blessing of this house is pouring out on your houses. I want you to know that because you have to know that in order for you to receive it fully. There's something called ownership. And when you own it, you're going to walk in the full fullness of that what, that, what that affords. So you're filled with the glory of God. The blessing is upon you, and it's upon your household, it's upon your children, it's upon your children's children, it is upon your finances, upon your health, it is upon everything that concerns you.